Howdy, yokes, and welcome back to Bacon and Eggs. I am Tyler Carlin. And I'm Ethan Edgehill. And today we're taking on the Soviets. These guys ever smile? So who do you play for? Because tonight we are the greatest hockey team in the world. And today we're bringing you... Miracle! Miracle! This is a 2004 film about the 1980 Olympic hockey team. For those that don't know, I know you're like, oh, it's Christmas time, Miracle on 34th Street. No, talking about hockey. Yes, talking about hockey. And people have already started asking, is Miracle a Christmas movie? No. But it's yes. about snow, and yeah, it's I'm got not... Kurt Russell, who plays Santa Claus in a 2018 Christmas movie that I cannot remember the name of. It's like the Christmas Chronicles or something. What? Mo- yeah, that's exactly it. What more that could you it. want? And, 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 Ethan, it's about beating Soviets at hockey. Exactly. What? What is more... Christmas. A Christmas miracle. Jesus, who was born on Christmas Day, would have wanted us to beat the Soviets. I think he did. I think that's why we in did In a win. semifinal game. In a semifinal game. But that was the game that mattered. Right, that was the game that mattered, but it's like, there's always a little bit of like, I'm surprised they didn't change it for the movie, to tell you the truth. Just to make it the final? Yeah. Well, the reason, so, the, uh, okay, so real quick, the movie was released on February 6, 2004, 5,422 days ago, on a $28 million budget, made that and some back at $64.5 million. I got 80% audience or critic rating, 90% audience rating on Rotten Tomatoes. This was back in the era when uh, you saw more of this discrepancy between audience and critics, where like an audience score would always be better than a critic score. But lately, I feel like that's not always the case. Lately, I've been, I've been thinking, I want you to be happier. Yeah, that song that Ed, slaps. Is that Ed Sheeran? Uh, no, that's that's um Marshmallow. Re- I don't know who that is. He's the guy that wears the marshmallow head. I get that, but he was like he was a big deal this year, and I like completely missed that. Well, it's him and uh the guy from Bastille doing a song, and it slaps. Gotcha. Uh, well, it got a 80, 68, I'm sorry, on Metacritic, um, which is a, you know, decent score. Same as last week. And what did we talk about last week? Jurassic Park. Jurassic Park. One of the Park. all-time classics. All-time classic. I, I love that movie. Ethan, do you have a professional negative review of this film? I do have a professional negative review of this film. Stephanie Zacherik, Zacherak, Zacherak, Stephanie of Salon.com says, big on slogans low on personality she's wrong i'm I'm reading a lot of these uh reviews there's a positive one here it's listed positive but it's a two out of four pretty negative review if you ask me it says if you can tolerate all this phony uplift you'll also get a pretty interesting story about a shrewd minnesota college coach named herb brooks that sounds like a negative review to me uh that comes from jonathan rosenbaum of the chicago reader now richard roper over at ebert and roper says thumbs up for this uplifting and inspirational movie about one of the great upsets in sports history real real quick snippet there I feel like a lot of times a good film review has a thematic uh, tie-in. You know what I'm saying? Sorry, I'm chewing. Like, like where it would be like, you know, uh, this movie more entertaining than watching a Zamboni clean an ice ice rink. Yeah, I, I would agree with that. I, that is tradipically. Tri- that's a new combination word that we just made up, patented here on Bacon and Eggs. It's a, com- a combination of traditionally and typically. It's tradipically. Yeah. You heard it here, folks. You heard it here first. It's going to be big in 2019. You know what's going to be big in 2019? What? Bacon and Eggs, a movie lover's podcast, new episodes yeah, every Thursday, is. wherever you get your podcast and now on Spotify. Yeah, it is. Dab, dab, dab. Um, you just audibly I, dab? Yeah. <laughs> Got to hit him yeah, with that I voice dab. I did. You know, I, I was actually, uh, just to talk, I, I don't do a lot of these little be- behind the scenes stories, but uh, earlier this week I was at work and my manager discovered that I do the podcast. Well, he's the kind of guy that was like, oh, you do a podcast? He literally busts it out right in front of me. And he starts listening to wow. the episode with... 
I know. That's the Ethan is the number little fun fact about Ethan. If you bust out a video or an audio recording for Ethan to listen to right then and there, he will just get visibly upset. And, oh, I just won't and, do it. I straight up and won't walk away from the conversation. Yeah. Fact, fact. If you're like, <laughs> if you're like, hey, this is really funny video, and I and I'm like, oh, cool, send it to me. And like, nah. What I'm gonna do is I'm gonna pull my phone out and I'm gonna open the video in front of you and I'm gonna Come hand on. you my phone and I'm gonna stand there and stare at you expecting you to laugh at this thing. Watch you watch it. And you know what the problem is with this? You know what the problem is? Most of the time, like, the videos that I see on the internet are pretty funny. But they're not like, I'm gonna sit there and go, ha ah, that was hysterical. I'm gonna be like, that's pretty good to the thing. And my eyes get real squinty and I'm just like, yeah, that. But like, that's not satisfying to the person let it, watching me watch this video. They're going to sit there and be like, well, he didn't think it was that funny. Maybe I should never show him a video again. Maybe I should just, maybe we should stop being friends. We don't have the same sense of humor at all. And I'm just like, no, that's not it. You're just expecting too much of me out of this moment. I hate these moments. So do you have a toothpaste and orange juice for the week? I don't know that I do. I actually have something uh, positive <laughs> anyway, I no, want to talk your, about. Finish your story though. So, so I, I, I'm at work and I work in a, not like a super professional, like hoity-toity environment. But enough so that our show sounds extremely silly when played in front of these people. And he pulled up the uh, Toy Story 3 episode, which starts with like some ridiculous comment from Seamus, like shouting into a microphone. Seamus Gorman, he's a YouTuber, he guests on our show pretty regularly. Um, and then it like went into the intro and our intro is like, or whatever it is. <laughs> and then us talking like really silly. Here's the thing. I, genu I genuinely believe we make an excellent podcast, but when it's played like in that context right in front of me, I'm like, oh my God, this is the most embarrassing moment of my entire life. And that is uh, what happened to me this week. But anyway, Ethan, you well, I mean, the same thing is going to happen though with most podcasts. Like if you're like, oh, by the way, I'm Hank Green and I do Dear Hank and John. Right. And here's like, <laughs> yeah, here's the slide whistle and like, a <laughs> hello and welcome back to Dear Hank and John, a comedy podcast about death. <laughs> right, like any any respectable human being would be like, what on earth is happening right now? Like you can't um, you can't explain any of these pop podcasts to people. Like I'm sure a business podcast. Like if you listen to, I don't know, I don't listen to I business podcast. Uh, I used to, oh gosh, what was it? I have to come up with the name of it now because it's it's going to be an interesting little tidbit here. Let me see if I can pull it up. Oh god, but like any of the, I used any to listen, of the pop. This, this is a business podcast, podcast I used to listen to. Was the Dealer Playbook when I was a uh, a car dealer? Yeah. It was not very useful at all because it was all about how to hack and stuff and i worked at a no haggle dealership but they always told us to listen to it so i did but you think about like ear biscuits people are like first of all that name is gross <laughs> and it's just right. like boom, 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 boom. welcome back to ear biscuits <laughs> you and i used to listen to laces out the first season of laces out just started with ozzy osbourne yelling all aboard and then there was a bunch of like really poorly cut together uh, audio clips. Yeah, basically. Yeah. Well, like over the eighteen theme song. to win the game. Herm Edwards. I met Herm Edwards in the Norfolk airport. Did you? I did. That was a cool oh, moment. Mr. Edwards. He was. It was like six thirty in the morning. He's walking by, and and uh, one of my coworkers was like, I think that's Herm Edwards. And this dude is like one of those no shame people whatsoever. Like you know, you could you could like whip this dude's pants down in public, and he'd just be like, Yep, those are my pants. So he was just like, Hey, Herm. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, anyway, 
Um, I have significantly derailed this train. Uh, I apologize for that. I'm not actually. No, I don't apologize for that. This is what you listen for. This is what you listen for. And if you for. don't listen for this, we'll get to the movie in a minute. Just There's a little button at the bottom of your podcatcher where you can just like 15 seconds forward. We'll get there. I actually do want to talk about the movie. Ethan, I don't know that I'd ever watched this movie beginning to end. And if I had, it has been over 10 years. It has been over 10 years. I will say I was utterly shocked. And I want to talk briefly not about the film, but about the experience of watching the film. Now, listener, you probably don't know this, but I've been going through a lot of stressful things in my life. Not negative stress, but just like with the holiday season and some things at work and with the podcast, there's just been a lot of stress going on. And sitting down to watch the film, I said, you know what? I'm just going to set my phone. I'm going to turn it off, set it to the side. Got my dog here. My wife was sitting with me. My other dog was sitting with me. We were just sitting there in the dark in my house watching movies, no phones, no nothing. I literally, 10 minutes into the movie, nothing to do with the content on screen, started like openly weeping because it was just such a joyous moment for me <laughs> to be just like sitting there and experiencing it and just like slowing down for a minute. Um, and that was that was a, a really cool experience. And it, it reminded me why I love the film genre of, you know, for us just to be able to sit down. And, and I get this more with film than I do TV show is there's a just a contained narrative, especially in a good film that's, you know, well acted, high budget, etc. And uh, that's that's why we come back to this. See, I haven't I haven't seen this movie in probably since like freshman year of college, I would say. I went on a sports movie kick then. Yeah. Uh, yeah, because iTunes, one day I opened iTunes and it was like, based on the music we've been listening to recently, we think you'd enjoy Coach Carter. Yeah. And I was like, man, I would enjoy Coach Carter. I haven't seen that movie in forever. <laughs> and then like an hour and a half later, I'm just sitting there like, Rich, what? Rich, man. <laughs> and so then I was like, man, I got to bust out every sports movie I own. So I watched that this. Been... I watched like, remember the Titans six times, like <laughs> every, you know, the natural, a lot of baseball, major league, uh, the rookie, the, uh, Bull Durham, every baseball movie I could find, every football movie I could find, except Rudy, because Rudy sucks. Ooh, my wife had to watch Rudy at her company's uh, training, because that is the founding values of their company, is like based on Rudy. Ouch, that sucks. That movie is so bad. You don't like Rudy? No, I've never, I don't, I can't, like, I cannot take, I had the same problem in Lord of the Rings, I cannot take Sean Astin seriously. Really? For anything in the world. I, you, y'all know this, I don't really like the Goonies. No, I'm not a Goonies guy at um, all. And the Rudy is just like the Goonies, but football. Is it like Rudy never says die? No, but he's like, he's like <laughs> bad at football and he's at Notre Dame being bad at football. And then they let him play because he's like the emotional hero of the team. Is that what, I, mean, I don't think I've ever seen Rudy. We had to watch Rudy. Like, I don't remember what her name was, but my sophomore year of high school world history teacher, the one that wasn't Cozart. Ooh, uh, it was Mr. Pitts. Yeah, was that was the, the chick. That was the, there was the girl across the hall. I don't remember her name. She's like the only high school teacher whose name I don't remember. Um, but she was, yeah, we had to watch Rudy in her class. I don't remember why, but we did. Uh, and I just, oh, I'm, I'm sure it was just because she did not have a lesson plan and was like, Rudy's student friendly. Yeah. And I just didn't dig it. Um, it's not my favorite football movie by any means. That's interesting. So you went to all it's the It's not even movies. my top four football movies. Where, where does it rank against radio? It's below radio. Below radio. Okay. It's below radio. It's below Friday Night Lights. It's below Invincible. It's below Remember the Titans. It's probably below Gridiron Gang. What's the Adam Sandler one? Longest Yard. What about the it's below yard. the longest yard. Now, however, people who say, I'm going to go on a little tangent here real quick. Two seconds. Bear with me. People who say that Happy Gilmore 
is the best golf movie of all time are incorrect. Caddyshack. Happy Gilmore is not even objectively in the top three golf movies of all time. What What would you say? I would say Caddyshack is number one, period. I would say, I mean, Caddyshack's in there. It's just like, there's some serious movies, some kind of funny serious movies, and then there's some funny movies. Happy Gilmore is like a straight funny movie, and it's not as good as Caddyshack. Therefore, it'll never take the top spot. Yeah, Caddyshack is like, you can't make a golf movie better than Caddyshack. You can't make a golf comedy better than Caddyshack. Yeah, no. Because um, like The Legend well, of Bagger Vance is like a miracle type movie about golf. Now, what I think is interesting is you you were talking about all the all the sports movies you watched. Now, freshman year, you got into sports movies. We got into Pokemon movies. We did do that. Don't don't, don't forget this phase in our life. I went through a lot of phases freshman year of college and sophomore year of college and junior year and senior year. We went through, but we went through a couple foundational phases and then we went into, I think, what was the long-term phase for the rest of our college career. And then that sort of phased out when we graduated. What are those phases? Was, so, uh, freshman year, as like as human beings, style, projection to other people. Freshman year, we got into like a skater thing. We were wearing like skinny jeans and like real thin beanies and like tight fit t-shirts made of like the softest cotton in the world. Do you remember this? Minus the beanie that sounds pretty much like how I dress now. <laughs> the skate, the skater days, freshman year, me and is in a band, me are not all that different. <laughs> and then uh, sophomore year, we sort of kicked into uh, our, our preppy phase, which is what took the bulk of our lives. That yeah, that money. peaked junior year, Rappahannock junior year. year. Yeah. By uh, the time we lived in Port, I lived off campus, and I was a senior, and I could not care less. It got to a point where like getting dressed took time, driving took time, walking took time right it was to- like it was like you got to get dressed and then you got to drive to campus which takes 15 minutes and then you got to walk to class from the parking garage which takes another 15 20 minutes right and it's like i just can't get up that early i've class at noon you're expecting me to get up before 11 right Right. But I would say, yeah. So there was the skater thing. And then it was like sort of dress ourselves in a preppy way for a little while. And then at some point, not overnight, but over the course of like three weeks, we went from like owning one or two sort of preppy clothes to like owning a wardrobe that could have had its own Instagram page. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> like just the preppiest, most insane outfits. In the- I remember we would, uh, I would order the Vineyard Vines catalogs and I would just read the catalog. Yeah. Like, <laughs> just I- like look at the styles and, and like read the description descriptions of items there was no like articles or anything in it i was just so I ordered, fascinated i ordered a vineyard vines bow tie by calling the store in leesburg <laughs> that had the exclusive cherry blossom festival bow ties and was like hey can i give you a credit card number and you mail me one of these because i'm never going to leesburg ever have you been to leesburg since then no i think i've been to leesburg once anyway the fact of the matter is you got into baseball movies freshman year i have always been into running movies it's like without Limits, Prefontaine, the, the what's the Jesse Owens one called? I don't know. There's Chariot uh, of Fire. Chariots of Fire. I've never watched many of those. I've watched Chariots of Fire because LaRocco made us watch that. He made us watch the Jesse Owens movie, too. Oh, no, he made he us watch the a... Jesse Owens movie. It was like McGuire that made us watch. Yeah, Chariots of Fire. Chariots of Fire. And Radio. I, I don't know if I had ever seen Miracle, just to get back to it. Now, quick I had, I owned the, the DVD. I still own the DVD. It's on Netflix, so I watched it there. But, like, I could find the DVD in the next 30 seconds. I want to ask you a question about binary review. And here's how I want you to, to answer it. Because I will understand either answer. But you'll need to defend it. Okay. 
if you were to tell, because a lot of our listeners are not sports people. Yeah. Now, if you were to tell somebody who is a sports person, not a sports person, there are, say, we'll say five essential sports movies you need to watch just because you're a film fan and these will increase your appreciation for film and give you a good picture of the genre. This movie is a one if it makes it onto that list. And I'm talking like specifically sports movies. So I think you could make an argument for like Caddyshack, Talladega Nights to be comedies. Yeah, I mean, you can like Caddyshack and Talladega Nights. Like, I don't care about NASCAR. I've never cared about NASCAR. Right. Talladega Nights is still NASCAR one of the funniest be- movies made. Right, like, I care more about hockey because I watch Miracle. Right. Like, yeah, I no, I would movie. say I would say that, that, yeah, this is one of those essential, because this has the added factor that the other ones don't of like the absence of the dream team that it's just it's like blue collar people playing for America I think if you're an American yeah it's a one okay if you're not an American like I get it are there any other sports movies that come to could you list a five essential sports films off the bat uh, like off the cuff that a, a movie lover needs to see just to understand the genre or so just understand to, just sports because, movies understand sports movies or just understand just to get a better idea to see something other than you know standard princess films or, or major blockbusters yeah i would say this is one of them i just watched remember the titans today remember the titans is miracle but better like it's the same movie it yeah. just it pulls harder at the heartstrings well the, so the difference between remember the titans and miracle is the historical accuracy because right? historically tc williams the year of the desegregation was just plain unstoppable right and as not far as because- Go, yeah, they added right. some drama to it, but like right. the historical accuracy is there. Right, right. But like in that final game, they went up 14 nothing in the first two minutes, and then it was never close. Right. And like TC Williams never had lights. Right. They, they played play on like night. Saturday afternoon. <laughs> right. But yeah, um, and this one's got more of the historically accurate factor. I w- the one thing I did read about this movie is that like her Brooks was portrayed as being too nice. In the movie? In the movie. I believe that. Yeah, they were like, Herb Brooks didn't come up with nicknames for the players. He wasn't coming to like Christmas parties. This dude was brutal. Yeah. One of the players is like, I respected him. I never liked him. Yeah. Um, yeah, this one, remember the Titans. I would say you there's, gotta watch. There's one that I'm surprised you haven't mentioned, and I think if you only get two football films, The Blind Side. Ah, uh, Blind Side's not a football movie. That's a football movie. No. No, The Blind Side's not a football movie. The Blind Side is like... It's about a guy that's still in the league. Yeah, but he's terrible. Yeah, he's not as good as he was. Michael Orr, he was never good in the NFL, ever. He won a Super Bowl. Okay. Jeff Flacco. So? He kept getting I mean, run over. Won a Super Bowl. <laughs> so did Ty Rod Taylor with Joe Flacco <laughs> with Joe Flacco I think he might have won a Super Bowl in uh in New York as well mm. but anyway the blind side is not a football movie okay the I, I wouldn't say like the like you could almost take football out of the blind side and still have a movie a weird title I agree but like it's it's about <laughs> like a like a rich white family that adopts like a black dude from the ghetto right and like gentrifies him right um if you're gonna give me another football movie it's Friday Night Lights do you are there any baseball movies that make the list for you yeah Field of Dreams I, well, not necessarily Field of Dreams. You got to watch one of, and you could take this either baseball or golf. You got to watch one of the Kevin Costner movies. Okay. So like he did Field of Dreams. He did um, Bull Durham, which is about like minor league baseball, like the Carolina League, and he did uh, Tin Cup, which is about golf. And you you just have to watch one of those. You have to watch Without Limits. I've never seen it. It is it's a running movie, and it is a running movie, like a method actor becomes mm. Olympic quality running movie. Breaking Away. The cycling movie. Cycling movie? Yeah, Breaking Away. There's no cycling movies. There's They're Breaking Away. in that sport. What? <laughs> Did you hear the sad news? Paul Sherwin died. Oh my god. I like actually cried. Oh my god. I just, am I just gonna have to watch like Tour de France reruns? I guess. God, maybe they can I get John Carlin to do it. Yeah, golly. I don't know what's like. I'm I'm like scared to watch Tour de France this year. I don't, I don't even want to be a part of it. Anyway, yeah, Breaking Away, 1979. 
cycling movie. Like, true underdog story. Without limits. All right. So let's get into Miracle. Yes, let's. What do you, do? like, right off the cuff, this is an awesome movie. Yeah, it's an awesome movie. For sure. It really gives you an idea of what the Cold War was like. It does. It does a really good job. We were born shortly after the fall of the Berlin Wall. Yes. Like, very shortly after. Um, And it's just, yeah, we were born, you know, in in a world without the Soviets. And so, like, you can't, everybody's parents talk about it everybody's parents know about it because they everybody our age because they lived through it and like you know my my mom walked in while we were watching the movie last night she's just like i saw this game live and i was just like that's wild it was but, the same audio on the movie for one line oh is it just the one line it's just the one line yeah the do you believe in miracles i guess al michaels is young enough then that he's still young it, now uh, well he's not young now well, he's not young, but but like I, he, Al Michaels has had like a stroke uh, since last football season. If you have not been paying attention this year, I did not know. I that. don't think we're I don't think we're talking about it. But like Al Michaels has got a definite something going on there. Oh, that's sad. But I try to watch as little Al Michaels as possible, and it's not because of Al Michaels. It's because his partner's Chris Collinsworth, who I hate more than any sports commentator alive. Oh, I do not like Chris Collinsworth. Now that's the here's truth. a guy who loves to have the football in his hands. Here's the truth about Al Michaels. Do you know his only non-himself acting credit? I do not. He was Sparky Michaels in Homeward Bound 2, Lost in San Francisco, which is just He's like a dog, dog, Al Michaels. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I didn't know there was a Homeward Bound 2. Are you not a big Homeward Bound guy? I, I am. I love that movie. I just didn't know there was a sequel. Got a 53%, which honestly... Better than I expected. Yeah, seriously. How much? What? How did the Air Bud movies score? That's a good question. Original Air Bud played what sport? Basketball. Yes. Yeah, because Air Jordan, Jumpman. Forty-five percent. I like the original. The original. Let's yeah, movie was bad. Other. Let's see if any of the others did any better. View all. Those are movies you could make more convincingly now. Here, here's the sad thing about none of Air these Bud, have. Ethan. None of these have. Consensus. None of them have scores. <laughs> Which is, like, mind-blowing to me because, to me, they were such a big part of my childhood. Right. Like, like, I've seen at least the first... I've seen... I've seen the first three, at least. Uh, yeah, I've seen... I don't know if I've seen Golden Receiver. I've definitely seen Gold... I've definitely seen Air Bud. I've definitely seen Air Bud 2, Golden Receiver. And I've, I've definitely seen, seen Air Bud Pup. 4, 7th Inning Fetch. I've definitely seen World Pup. I don't know if I've seen World Pup. Year. They were in the Women's World Cup. They were the same year. Two and or three and four were the same year. I don't think they went to theaters, Ethan. No, the first one did. <laughs> did it really? I'm pretty sure. Anyway, Airbud played basketball. Those are movies you can make a lot more convincingly now with like modern effects. I don't know. I think it'd be tough to make a golden res- retriever, like a CG golden retriever. Yeah, they That'd would try. Ex- they, that's the thing is, they would try too hard with it. They wouldn't just let an actual dog do it and like help him with the CG. Because right. like in the original Airbud movies, it was clearly like a golden retriever <laughs> on like a scissor lift <laughs> that was just green screened out. <laughs> those are non-essential sports movies (laughs) no you didn't all of those are anyway so this is a one do you agree i would agree i would agree i think yeah disney does a pretty good job with these sports movies because they made this they made remember the titans yes and it's like i want to like if we're talking about football movies though friday night lights is important but i don't want to say why it's important i don't know why it's important but i know remember the Titans. because they lose oh i'm not gonna like i don't want to ruin the ending but like they lose. Like, they like get to Rudy the lose? Yeah, Rudy sucks. Yeah, he gets in and like it doesn't matter that he plays. Right. But this is like an emotional movie and like they make it to the last, you know, Hail Mary play to win the Texas State Championship and the dude like drops the pass and they lose. Well, that's sad. But it makes sense. Right. Um anyway, this movie is is just like my heart is so warm when I watch this movie because there's movie- so much stress and so much payoff. 
There is. There's so much payoff. Like, I was literally watching that last game, and I was, like, standing up and cheering, and, like, I was so excited. I was ready to buy season tickets for the for the Roanoke Railyard Dogs, which is the greatest hockey team in all the Valley. In all the Valley. <laughs> and even then, I don't even know if that's true. I mean, Tech plays at Civic Center. <laughs> no, they don't. Yeah, they do. Not anymore. They don't? Mm-mm, they play at some rinky-dink arena now. Huh, that's weird. I used yep. to go to those games in high school. They were fun. They were, like, five bucks. Yep, yep, they were. And I bet the Civic Center was, like, I don't want to do $5 admission anymore. Yeah, like, it costs more than that to run the Zamboni. Right. There's 11 people here. <laughs> right, but the Zamboni is a cool thing. Oh, yeah. I, I t- like when I was a kid and we had the Express. I was always fascinated with the Zamboni, and to this day, I'm still fascinated with the Zamboni. I watch it the whole time it's out. There. The whole time, I'm just like, look what it's doing, because it's like melting the ice and then making new ice. Yeah, I don't, I don't have a clue if it like what it does. You know, capital trademark. What it turns unsmooth ice into smooth ice. I I think I get that, but I don't know how. Like it just blows my mind that things can freeze that fast. I say as though I didn't spray uh, windshield washer fluid onto my window the other day and it just froze completely. <laughs> I know my truck. I've never had to replace the windshield wiper fluid, and it's from Florida. <laughs> Frozen. <laughs> yeah, because I'm used to always having the like. You know, this stuff melts ice in it. Right. But the, the the thing in the Mazda is so small, the like tank, that it runs out mm-hmm. all the time. So they like refilled it last time I got my oil changed. And they refilled it with just like normal stuff. And I had a sheet of ice on my windshield and I went to go like spray it because I'm, nor- I'm used to the stuff that melts the ice and it just froze more ice onto the windshield. And I was like, I don't know what to do. I haven't had to deal with this for 10 years. Did you just scrape it off? I didn't know where a scraper was. It was like October or November or whatever. I hadn't found a scraper yet. I'm sorry you had to deal with that. No, the answer is that I sat in my car for 15 minutes waiting for the defroster to do the job for me. I just drove with the ice over my windshield today. There was one time where we were uh, we were leaving for a field trip for the trip to Boston, I'm pretty sure, in, in ninth grade or not ninth grade, 11th grade. Mm-hmm. And we had to like be at the school like either it was either late at night or early in the morning or whatever. And I was mm-hmm. late and like there was ice on my windshield. And for whatever reason, my windshield sprayers weren't working. And I didn't realize there was ice on my windshield. So I just like drove to the school with my head out the window, like doing this weird cockeye thing the whole way to school. Right. Yeah. I did that plenty of times. <laughs> I remember uh, pretty much all throughout high school, I would leave my trumpet in my car and my valves would freeze. <laughs> and we would go to jazz band at 730 in the morning and I would just warm up in the car. Like, while I was driving. And that way my valves wouldn't be frozen. And Q wouldn't know that I was totally unprepared as I walked in 10 minutes late. I think he probably knew. (laughs) (laughs) I would walk in with the instrument already out. So I think he knew. (laughs) Tyler, you clearly have not practiced. (laughs) You know, I mean, these things do happen. Yeah, they do. So, Miracle. Miracle. Real quick before we get to Miracle. <laughs> I just want to let you know. I just watched the trailer for the original Air Bud. Was it this bad? Utterly, it's utterly convincing film. Really? All I, I haven't seen is, it in a long time. I know that, that, like in one scene, the Golden Retriever is wearing uh, like basketball shoes and a jersey, and the next scene, buck naked. <laughs> and I don't, <laughs> I don't know what the rules are on the court. I know that, it, <laughs> I can, like, I can see there's a great picture of the kid and the dog. Yeah. <laughs> Here on IMDb or Rotten Tomatoes or whatever, where the dog has four sneakers on. Right. And a jersey. And then in the next scene, just nothing. But I know that I'm not listening to it because obviously I'm talking to you. But I know that in the trailer or in the movie, the the ref says, a dog can't play. And the coach is like, show me in that rule book where it says a dog can't play. And the ref's like, son of a gun. Like, <laughs> just imagine it being the kid that got benched for a golden retriever. <laughs> Like in in rec league basketball (laughs) that has cheerleaders. 
<laughs> Imagine oh being God. that kid. That, that kid's parent. Oh my gosh. <laughs> I identify with the, the parent in in uh remember the Titans at that point where he's just like, he's taking Alan out! Yo! <laughs> like, he took my son out for a dog? He's just getting beat like he stole something. <laughs> oh man. Um, so, so Kurt Russell has never been one of my favorite actors. Is that true? Yeah, I'm not, like, he's a, he's a, he's a 50-50 kind of guy. Like, he does some good movies, but he also does some real duds. Not the best is, actually, let me, let me be honest here. Because this is Bacon and Eggs and Movie Lovers Podcast. Doing episodes every Thursday. Available wherever you get your podcast and now on Spotify. Here's the, here's the truth about Kurt Russell, as far as his podcast is concerned. Is he played Ego, and Ego was a good villain. I hated Ego. I maintain this. Oh, I just disagree. He was a bad villain. Ah, uh, I like Digo. I did not. Better than Dormammu. Okay. Dormammu, I've come to bargain. Isn't Dormammu just evil? Yeah. <laughs> like he's, he's like like, the- like just pure like like not oh his motives are pure evil but he is like made of evil. He's like from the dark dimension, I think. Whatever. That whole movie was a little bit uh what? <laughs> right. He's like oh, this wasn't bad, but I don't think it. He's gonna beat Thanos. Like you watch <laughs> the end of Doctor Strange, you're like I don't get it. I know that. Here's what I know about Doctor Strange is that uh Thanos. No, what's the villain in Doctor Strange? Kaecilius. Yeah. I'm not sold at all. I don't like the actor. I don't like the portrayal. I don't like the eye makeup. I don't like the motivations. Hold on. Hold on here. We do not disparage Matt's Michelson in this household. I would not have been able to tell you that name. I would. Obviously, you just did. Anyway, Kurt Russell does a very, very good job as Herb Brooks. Yeah, this was an amazing like, portrayal. I believe him as Herb Brooks. He's got the accent down. He does. I don't know if it's supposed to be the accent. The accents, but... like, there's a lot of really strong accents. And, like, for the most part, people don't sound like that. Like, even you meet real real human beings from Boston, and they're not like, yeah, I'm Jack O'Callaghan from Boston University. <laughs> Who do you play for? Boston University. Boston University. Jack O'Callaghan. Like, you watch Good Will Hunting with Matt Damon, and you're like, Matt Damon, stop. It's Ben Affleck who's got it really bad in that movie because he keeps talking yeah do you like apples well i got a number how about them apples (laughs) (laughs) but the accents are so good they're they're very real i want to say something about sports movies that this movie does really well you get al michaels to do the and he hits the puck around the curb blah 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 how do they shoot that so well lots of takes you think they shot 280 miles of film for this movie. Really? That is more than any other Disney movie ever. Really? Yeah. Can you elaborate on that? What that means? What that looks like? What kind of work that means? That just means a lot of takes. Like the scene with them doing the, the, the like the skate suicides after the game. Mm-hmm. It took like four days of 12-hour days of shooting. I bet those dudes were tired. Yeah, they were. They were. They picked the kids based on their ability to be like endurance skaters and not based on their ability to act. A lot of them could act. Yeah, they did pretty, I the they did pretty good. Fine. I will say, this is important to note about this film, uh, it's not about the the kids at all. And that's actually, I think it's only weak point is that this movie is Kurt Russell and a bunch of other people. I was going to make that point is like when he cuts Cox, Ralph Cox, Coxie, I'm just mm-hmm. like, oh, that's that guy with the mustache. Yeah. I don't really care. I, like, I don't know anything Bye. about this guy. You're not one of the Coneheads. You're not OC. I don't care. You're not I Jimmy Craig. I couldn't tell you what the Coneheads look like. Jimmy Craig. I like Jimmy you're Craig. Not supposed he to be able had an tell interesting you. story arc. You're not supposed to be able to, to tell what the Coneheads look like. There's three of them. They're like three indistinct white dudes and that's their point. Right. It's like Baker, mm-hmm. Schneider, and somebody else. Not Rizzo. They're, not OC. Not Jimmy Craig. Exactly. Exactly. And Jimmy Craig. Not McClanahan. He, he's the, Jimmy Craig is the only one of the players that has any sort of an interesting story arc. Well, because, and this is going to be my next point when you start talking about the accents, is like they played up some Boston University versus University of Minnesota 1976 playoff rivalry, but just like didn't explain it. Right. They, they didn't show like. Like O'Callaghan doesn't like, doesn't like 
Rizzo because, and they're just like 76, 76. I was like, what? What does that mean? I had to, I had to like look it up. What happened? I was just Boston University beat or uh, Minnesota beat one of, I don't even remember who. One of them beat each other in the, in the, in the championship in 76. And they hate each other because they all played each other. Who do you play for? United States of America. That's dang right. It didn't happen. I thought them saying that. Yeah, no, that didn't happen. Apparently, the players just threw a temper tantrum and he gave up. Really? Yeah. Was he trying to get him to say that? I don't know. Right. I don't. I don't yeah. think he like elaborated on that. But like in real life, that did not happen. The 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 whole scene did, but like Rizzo saying. I play for United States of America is not real. It's not that, Rizzo that says it, is it? Yeah, it is. Huh. Marco Ruzioni. That's why he's captain. Oh, I'm learning so much. There's some there's stuff so you gotta like, and that catch. was yeah, that was the thing. Is like there's stuff you gotta follow, and I've seen this movie probably ten times now. Um, there's stuff you gotta follow that isn't as well elaborated as it could have been, and is done better in some sports movies. And I would say that is the the weakness, because like in Remember the Titans, you care about the kids. Yeah, and Remember the Titans, it's almost more about Bertier and Julius. It's absolutely about Bertier and Julius. Than it is about uh, Yost and uh, well, they're, they're Denzel's character. What is counterparts. Her Brooks and, and Bill Yost. Not Her Brooks. Not Her Brooks. Um, that's this movie. I know. <laughs> Why can I not? I just watched this movie. I know you did. Why is this killing me? Maybe that's the whole thing is that you don't you don't remember it. No. Herman Boone. Herman Boone. Oh, well, it's the same letters. <laughs> yeah. It's like the same name, really. And there is a Herb in Remember the Titan. Yost's assistant coach, Coach Tyrell, is Herb. Yes. But yeah, they're like, Gary and Julius have to learn to love each other so that Yost and Boone can can learn to love each other. Right. But yeah, they don't do a good enough job of focusing on the kids in Miracle. It is just, it is like about Herb and Herb getting snubbed for the 2000, not 2000, the 1960 Olympic team and not getting to win the gold medal and then play in 64 and 68 and getting blown out that's the whole like that's the whole thing right it's like brooks has something to peruse and they said that. that's why he brings in the kid from from minnesota like timmy harrer yeah the, the ringer. and it's supposed to be like hey, this is the guy this is the guy right no this is not the guy no because they're family they're, we're a family coach we're family there are some big deal like powerful moments in this movie like when when thought- when rizzo does the i play for the united states of america like when he, he breaks down on the on the blue line it's just like my Rizzioni, wherever the heck he's from i play for United States of America. I'm just like, okay. I get that it. gets me good. But I'll say the we're a family coach. That that's did a good not one. Land with me. No, that to me was like, oh, really? Okay, neat. Oh man, they love each other. Yay, you're all buddies. You already had this scene. Why are we doing this again? But yeah, Jimmy Craig has the he has the arc. Yeah, where it's like his mother died. And now he's got to be the guy. His mother wanted him to play at this team, even though Atlanta's trying to sign him. What is that accent? I don't know. That's what they all sounded like. <laughs> Well, if it, half of them are from Boston and half of them are from the upper Midwest. Yeah. But yeah, Atlanta's trying to sign him like. and you know, he turns down the signing bonus or whatever to go play for United States of America and he gets the job over Janisak, which is important. They didn't seem important. Yeah, it did. Because Janisak was Herb's guy at Minnesota. Right. There's a lot of like almost prequel necessary history. Do you, do you know what I'm saying? Like understanding, it does it a little bit, but understanding how close the guys who played for him for four years would be with him as opposed to the Boston And guys with each who, other. And with each other. And like how much the Boston yeah. guys much must absolutely hate this dude. Yeah, because he like, he beat him for three straight years. Right. Like this would be like, I, this probably wouldn't make any sense to anybody else, but this would be like if North Carolina was like, we've decided we're going to play Virginia in a college football game and you are going to pick the best players from your two best college football teams and the best coach you have like the uva kids would just hate the tech kids yeah 
Like, period. Absolutely. And same in North Carolina. Like, the Duke and UNC, yeah, they would not that, get along. That would be a basketball <laughs> thing, but yeah. Yeah. I mean, would those be their best football teams, too? Eastern Carolina, maybe? No, EC is terrible. It'd be them or State. I don't know. Yeah. You can go to South Carolina, USC, and Clemson. Clemson. Yeah. Clemson's really good. Clemson's really good. Clemson's the only Clemson good team would, in the AFC. Clemson would steamroll. <laughs> yeah. Clemson's the only the good team in the All ACC. Stars team. <laughs> the ACC is a basketball conference now. Even Tech, the other day, was like ranked number 15. Yeah. Yeah, no, it's all about basketball now. And that's what, you know, that's what matters. Yep, it's all about basketball now. That's that's the ACC. Tech football's dead. Long live. I know. We'll be back. Don't worry. <laughs> it's always next year. There is always not, definitely not this year. No. Go to the military bowl. Hey, it's a bowl game. It's a bowl game, uh, which is really the NCAA being like, we can't not put Virginia Tech in a bowl. They travel well. Because they, Well, they do have the, like, the longest bowl active streak. I can, can you imagine being like the last Clemson team to not go to a bowl? Yeah, I think it was like five years ago. That's embarrassing. Clemson wasn't good before Dabo Swinney showed up. Is that who it is? Is that is that why they're so good? Is the coach? Yeah. Is that where all these quote unquote fans came from? Clemson's always had this weird fan base here in VA. So have a lot of teams. You know, there's a bunch of fans in Virginia. Is San, San Francisco 49 ers What is that about? I have no idea. Especially out in the in the in the. I... Uh, the Hampton Roads. Or hate we used to live. the 49ers. I'm not a fan. I'm not a fan. Even if any nothing had ever happened with Colin Kaepernick, I would still hate Colin Kaepernick. Oh, I didn't. Yeah, I, I because didn't like of the 2012 that. NFC Championship. Because he beat. Yeah, because he beat Green Bay at the year after Green Bay won the Super Bowl to go to the Super Bowl with the Ravens and lose to the Ravens. Hey, and that brings it all back around. Michael Orr has a Super Bowl ring. Yeah. So w- one thing I do think this movie did exceptionally well is. This movie made the last 10 minutes of the game interesting. Yes. Because Rizzo After scores that goal. That final goal. Rizzo scores that goal to go ahead 4-3 to three, or 3-4, to 3-2 to or whatever with 10 minutes left in the third period. Right. Like the interesting part of the game is... Is over. It's just like Jimmy Craig, shot, block, shot, block, shot, block, shot, block, shot, block. You know what it really reminded me of? That World Cup game with Tim Howard? The World Cup game with Tim Howard. I was thinking about, man, they are going to make a movie about that if we'd, United if States we'd won national team. that game. I think... I think even the fact that we didn't win there is a uh jordan peele no keegan michael key movie as tim howard yet to come i would agree with that because because that team like america's not supposed to do that well in the world cup and there was already a first movie made about the first time we won the women's world cup air bud four the world pup <laughs> oh no if there's like a modern era sporting event they're gonna make a movie out of it. it's gonna be that that usa canada olympic hockey game where Sidney crosby beat us didn't he play for an American team. It plays for the, the Steelers. The Penguins. Yeah. No, Can- no, Canada's no. going to go it's make gonna a movie about It's going to be about, about Ovi. The cup comes back. Not back. The cup comes to Washington yeah, no, for the I don't, first time. I don't think they just generally don't make. No, they're not. Let me tell you what they're going to make a movie about. Nick Foles won the Super Bowl against Tom. There are no rules, Ethan. <laughs> That's the story. <laughs> Yeah. That's the name of the movie. There are no rules. <laughs> Nick Foles. There's some actor that looks like Nick Foles. Or Nick, Nick Foles. Foles caught a touchdown pass and beat the Patriots. Yeah. Well, the, the, the Eagles already have a movie. They get another They already one. have a movie. They didn't even win. They have a movie. In- Wait, what movie is about the Eagles? Invincible. Yeah, you know what movie they don't win any games in? Marshall. We are Marshall. <laughs> Yeah, they got Mark Wahlberg. They got Marky Mark playing Vince Papali. With the truth. Trying to pull Ethan. off a Philly accent and still just sounding like he's from Boston. <laughs> and Elizabeth uh, Banks is a Giants fan. Uh, Great movie. Invincible. That Vince Papali, the walk on. The Eagles modern... had Silver Linings Playbook. 
Eagles are done with movies. Done. Eagles are not done with movies. Done. Eagles. I do not want to see an Eagles movie. I don't. I'm a Redskins fan, Ethan. The Washington Redskins. You know what they're gonna make a movie about is the year the Redskins literally died. No, I'll tell you what they're gonna make a movie about. Currently, Green Bay is trying to hire Brett Favre to be the head coach. Really? Next year, when Brett Favre head coach leads Aaron Rodgers to a Super Bowl. <laughs> They're going to make a movie about that. I don't know if that's going to happen. I, I don't know what to tell you. It is. Do you think he'll take the job? I'm sure he would. Oh, he Green Bay. Here's how you fix the Green Bay Packers. Here's how you fix the Green Bay Packers. You hire somebody that's like, hey, we have a really good quarterback. Let's get him someone to throw to. And maybe also <laughs> an offensive line that isn't going to die. I would I would more focus on the O-line. Because if you have a great quarterback, you know, Tom Brady, you could put a sack of potatoes in the receiver position. And it wouldn't He had matter. Randy Moss. Okay. In 2000. 2007 for one season. Oh my gosh, he has Julian Edelman. Ethan. Julian Edelman's a better receiver than Devontae Adams, and Devontae Adams is like the star receiver in Green Bay. Even Julian Edelman's a quarterback. Yeah, he's a better receiver than Devontae Adams. He catches more passes. <laughs> that's because he's got a good quarterback. That's why. No, no. I could catch the passes Aaron Rodgers throwing in the end zone to Devontae Adams when he's wide open, and he's just like, oh, no. <laughs> do, you, do you know what I never understood is uh, sports fans love Odell Beckham Jr. Yeah. Because he makes all these amazing catches. Yeah. But if that dude played on a team with an accurate quarterback, he'd just be a normal receiver. Yeah. He'd, like, be, he'd, he'd still be good. Ball. He'd still be good. No, he'd still definitely be good. He'd still, he'd go to any team in the league and be the top yeah, you put receiver. Him, you put him on the Saints. Right. <laughs> well, he'd be amazing. Man, I was so excited for Des Bryant on the Saints. Did that happen? Uh, yeah, he, he signed and then tore his Achilles three days later in practice. Nice. Um, which, by the way, Des Bryant, Green Bay, what the actual heck are you doing? Gre Mike McCarthy was sitting around in Green Bay, and this is why he lost his job, I'm telling you. He was sitting there in Green Bay going, man, Des Bryant's on the market. That'd be nice to have that guy. How much cap space do we have? Uh, $45 million? Nah, don't go for him. <laughs> you know who they didn't go for? Oh, Tremont Williams. Let's sign Tremont Williams back for $45 bucks and, a, and a laundromat token. You know they didn't sign who they should have signed. Adrian if Amari Peterson. Cooper, if Amari Cooper was available for trade. Oh, I know. Seriously. Adrian Peterson. That's what they do. That would be like the slap in the face. Adri oh, you took Brett Adrian Favre. Peterson we took Adrian was available. Des Bryant was available for seven games into the season. Le'Veon Bell. Yeah. You, you, you call the Steelers, you're like, hey, we'll give you 30 million bucks for Le'Veon Bell. And they're like, done. <laughs> Take Bye. <him>. <laughs> <laughs> is he still not playing? What What's happened? There? He's on the bench. Why? Because they don't need him. They don't need him. That dude they've got is good. Yeah, they're also terrible. I think they're like out. Are they? Everybody's I'm out. I'm pretty sure. It's the, it's the, man. Who's the Patrick Mahomes team? The Chiefs. If they don't, the Chiefs, if they don't win the Super Bowl, I don't want to watch. Uh, Yeah, I want to watch Chiefs Rams. Yeah. I want to watch Patrick Mahomes and Jared Goff. That's all I care about right now. Yeah, Patrick Mahomes the the is the real deal. Do you, see the Patrick, is... do you see the Patrick Mahomes do the actual, like they always talk about quarterbacks who can do like a no look. Patrick Mahomes is staring on like like at a fan on the other 50 <laughs> throws a perfect like like wanted level curved bullet pass over some dude's head into this guy's arms i was like that is the greatest single greatest pass i've ever seen in my life well, patrick mahomes is the real deal like you wouldn't believe yeah when the Chiefs signed him i was like who <laughs> it wouldn't it, what did my father-in-law say he believes in patrick mahomes uh probably who was the other uh sam darnold sam darnold's the real deal who's the other real deal the browns guy oh baker baker, Mayf baker mayfield that dude's a real deal give him two years if, if he stays there and they get a worthwhile head coach and it sounds like they've got one yeah in their interim head coach yeah. <laughs> Give him two years. He's got Jarvis Landry. He's got um, Joe Thomas, the offensive line. Get him like a halfway got, decent running back. And they've got draft picks for uh, and, Yeah, they've got draft picks for Miles. Right. <laughs> anyway. 
miracle. What do you know about hockey? How much do you know about hockey? I know. Here's here's my experience with hockey. I have zero interest in hockey stats, hockey win percentages, hockey players, really hockey teams. I think I'm a Caps fan because I like Washington sports and because, you know, we got the we got the Stanley Cup. Uh yeah, I don't want to brag, but it's in Washington, baby. Uh-huh. But I'm not not a hockey league fan, NHL fan, college hockey fan, any of it. I'll tell you, I was very briefly into hockey, like in like like into professional hockey, like big time. Um, it was 2010, the winter 2000, sorry, senior year of high school, right? Yeah, um, going into our last. Semester, I had decided yeah. to watch like a lot of Boston Bruins hockey because that was the team I decided to support. And like for Christmas, my mom got me the like NHL center ice package for like the second half of the season. Yeah, so. I watched hockey all of the time because it was <laughs> always on. Right. I had like nine hockey channels. Right. So I got big into hockey right then. And then like I watched it the next year and I watched it the next year and then like went to college and I was like, I don't have time for this. In college, we didn't have time for sports that weren't football. Right. And I would I would always watch the NBA and the NHL playoffs because it happened like right when we got home from school. Right. So I was like, oh yeah, because Boston was good the next year after they won the cup in 2011 and they lost to the Blackhawks in like a game six quintuple overtime game. I remember staying up to like 2.30 in the morning watching this game. Now here's here is the important distinction with hockey that I think matters. I will pay, we have minor league teams in Roanoke, just for people to be aware. Yeah. Um, I will pay probably five times as much to go see hockey played live than i will baseball those are the two (laughs) options we have in town i would i think live hockey is the pinnacle of sports and it's a lot of fun there is nothing that comes i really want to go to a caps game basketball it's better than football it's better than baseball like, cause, cause baseball, you've got the well, you're getting a wiener dog at the at the park. It's like you, an experience. Beer. And like baseball's got its own experience, and they're playing the games between innings. Most of the time, when I go to a baseball game, I don't even know the score. Right. Like I love going to Salem Red Sox games because you know you go to one or two a year. It's free to park. It's like seven bucks to get in. Right. They play every night. There's 140 right. games, so there's 70 home games. It's right. during the summer. It's beautiful out because it's like at night during the summer. But I'm not getting. I'm my level of sports entertainment, like entertainment entertained by the sport being played yeah it's like a two out of ten i don't know i did go to one game a red sox game that was like 12 innings like 13 to 14 okay that would be a lot of fun yeah it was like back and forth like they would score then we would score then they would score then we would score then they would score then we would score just kept going and it wasn't like oh somebody finally scored in the 15th inning they haven't scored in seven innings it was like the away team would score in the top and then salem would come back and and tie it and then the away team would score in the top and then the salem would come back and tie it so that was a lot of fun um but yeah like i want to go to like an nhl i've never been to an nhl game i've never been to an nhl game but i've been to college hockey games i've been to our local team i haven't been to a real yard dogs game yet you haven't been to a dog no if we ever get an afternoon for an evening free we should go they they don't play Uh, that often they're like a weekend team they're a weekend team they play friday and saturday i think yeah but not every uh, friday and saturday right like every other friday and saturday uh, because they have a way right but it's not like we can just go on a tuesday right but you pay twenty dollars you get front row seats and you watch like real here's the thing about hockey and this is why i like hockey over basketball i think basketball has been perfected like the best strategies the best plays all of that have been figured out and it's who's going to perform them better i mean the game changes every three or four years but yeah yeah but like hockey you can only be so good at because it's on ice skates yeah and it's just it's a lot of action it's a lot of like throwing people into the glass and yes all that jazz it's a fun game hockey's a fun game hockey is a fun game i like Mm, i feel like we haven't I feel like we have not talked much about Miracle the movie. So let's talk about Miracle the movie. What do you, what do you, how do you feel this this ranks 
as not like a sports movie, but just like a movie. Like how I does think it stack it does, up? I think it does pretty well because of what we were talking about earlier is when I watch it, I think to myself, even though it's something as simple as like a sports thing, I think I'm convinced by the quality of the athletes. I'm always impressed by that with sports movies, how they're able to take what are actors or stunt doubles and turn them into convincing professional athletes. To me, that's always like a, how on earth did they do that kind of moment? Because a lot of these guys, if they were as good as hockey at, at hockey as they were portraying on screen, yeah. they, they would just play hockey, you know? Yeah. You know, even the stunt guys, it's like, why are you a stunt double? You could be a professional <laughs> hockey player. I feel that. Um, uh, so I think that, like this movie constantly over and over again on the action pieces had me asking like how did they even do that you know like i and the acting is so well done and maybe this is just me giving into sports really well but like they'll get out there on the ice against the russian team and i'll be like they hate those russian guys even yeah. though i know once they, they say cut they're all speaking english to each other it's not actually like a russian national team. right <laughs> <laughs> It's just a bunch of stunt doubles. It's not like actually, you know, like Vladislav Trediak is actually out there. Right. It's just a bunch of big white guys. Yeah. Oh. So I think that that is really impressive to me, uh, how they're able to convince me so well on all of that. Yeah. And there's like, to me, they're like, even in the movie, I'm like, there's no way they would beat this Soviet team after getting blown out by them 12 days ago, 10 to 3. But then I'm like, wait a minute, that happened <laughs> though. Like That did happen. Right. Like there's no drama in that. That's that's real story and that's wild it is wild and it it does fall short in some places though ethan i'll be honest with you i i don't feel like i know about any of the characters except kurt russell yeah i know about herb i know about his motivations i know i know him all the way down. i know that he misses his family even if he doesn't say it i know right. that he's like sad that his kid is doing stuff when he's not there because he's in madison square garden getting his butt kicked right but yeah there's some spots where it falls short there's some spots where it's not as convincing as some other movies and you always have that with these like based on a true story movies right it's always the case because they're just like there's some level of like well you know the story right and there's a lot of these 80s cold war-esque sports movies and maybe this is just my experience but i feel like when we got good at filmmaking we started to be able to tell the stories of like the 60s to the 80s in sports like exceptional stories from that time and there's always a conflict in the middle of it that doesn't quite make sense to me. I mean, like, it doesn't make sense if you were to have written the story. Like, it right. can only happen because it's based on a true story where it's like, all of a sudden, the Russians might just not play at all because we're not going to Moscow, so they're not coming to Lake Placid. Right. And it's like, what? Well, there's a whole wrench in the system, but you can't leave that detail out, but it also does nothing for the narrative. Right, but it, it happened. Right, like, but it did happen. But I would say, like, this movie is a less effective Cold War-era biographical drama than, like, October Sky. Yeah, I would agree. Like, I think that movie does a better job of selling me on the characters. And I'm not saying, because like, it's not a sports movie, it's a little bit different. But it's got, like... Science movie, nerd movie. Yeah, but it's got the same sort of problems where, like, it is about a person. Like, it happened. Like, everything happened. And there's just, like, issues right. that happen in real life that don't happen in Disney movies. But, yeah, that haven't happened in, like, thought-out narratives. Like, the attack on Tehran in this movie that they ended up making Argo about. Like, it, that doesn't happen in Disney movies, but Disney's just kind of like, all right, well, that was a factor, <laughs> sort of. I mean, we'd be wrong so to leave it out. Yeah, I'd be wrong to leave it out, so we're just kind of, kind of like, scooch around it. <laughs> right. It happened. We'll take up a few minutes screen time. I will say uh, 136 minutes is too many for this movie. It's a long movie. It's long. I was expecting 105 minutes. It's
it's a long movie. It is a, it is definitely like, yeah, under two hours is a necessary runtime for this movie. Um, there was another, oh, this is more of not a critique of the film, more of the Olympic committee. Uh, and, and <laughs> mom and dad, I'm sorry I said this, but why Lake Placid? What are you talking about? Of all the places you could put Winter the Winter Olympics, Olympics places are always in places like that. They're in ski towns. I know, but like, why not like Aspen? I think it's been in Colorado. Okay. It was in Park City, Utah. Why Why would you say Lake Placid? Why not like what's near Lake Burlington, Placid? Vermont. Uh, it's in upstate New York near Vermont. Yeah, but like what's, what's near there? Like there's nothing up there. Burlington. Burlington's a tiny city. Okay. It's bigger than Lake Placid. They do that sometimes. That's been the recent trend. They were like, oh, that's the Vancouver Olympics, even though it took place in Whistler, like way outside right. of Vancouver. <laughs> that's nowhere near Vancouver. I mean, that's why I like the Brazil World Cup, because they were like, it's not. And I think that the Lake Placid Olympics were called the Lake Placid Olympics because it just kind of happened all place up there. Right. I can't imagine. Because you need a mount for the winter. Olympics. Right. And that's the thing is like. like <laughs> you need multiple mounts. Like Salt Lake City. Salt Lake City's at the Salt Flats. Like, obviously, they did the, the big, like, arena events, like the hockey and the ice skating there. But they did the, yeah, they did the snowboarding and the skiing up in Park City. Like, right. that's the way it always is. It was the same in, in Pyeongchang, Hong which is where this last one was. And then Beijing is going to be the next one which is wild because beijing hosted a summer olympics in very recent memory they had the water cube yeah they had the water cube that was a cool pool that was the fastest pool ever built yep which is a weird sense because yeah, it had current but, right yeah but the current only helped you in one direction yeah but it's still like set records so what it did actually i i don't know the physics of it so if you're listening to me and you're like that's not how it worked tyler my understanding is that the current blew up not in a direction so it was in the bottom and it blew up and it, it sort of, you could work that to your advantage, but it could also work against you, I suppose. But I don't know. I didn't design it. I wasn't there, but I was swimming at that time. And I was swimming with people also, who were Burlington, swimming Burlington, Vermont is on Lake Champlain. Yes. Not Lake Placid. I'm aware. Okay. But like Lake Placid isn't near Burlington. I mean, it's closer than we are. Okay. Lots of things are closer than we are. I would have I would have called them the Green Mountain Games, and I would have put them in, in Vermont. They didn't. You can even have them at Lake Placid. It's close enough. Yeah, but they put it in Lake Placid. Back, but back then, the Winter Olympics were always in a place like that. Well. Now we've moved them to, like, large cities. Because turns out, my, cities already have most of the infrastructure you need for the Olympics. Right. Except for Beijing. I think, I, think, I think people travel to these cities a lot more now than they did then. The Winter Olympics is imagine. a much bigger deal now than it was then. Yeah, because that, that arena they were in for the finals was, like, as big as the Roanoke, the Burglar. Center. Yeah. But it was loud, boy. You. Yeah, definitely. What, what you reading about? Oh, I was just, um, I was seeing where the other Winter Olympics were and how we got on off years because apparently, uh, there was also a Summer Olympics in 1980. Yes, there was. That was, that was, who, who, it was Moscow. We didn't we didn't go. Right. But I don't know when the Winter Olympics moved to different years. It was recently. It was not within our lifetime. Well, then it was in the 80s because it would have been 84, 88, 92, which was my lifetime. Yeah. So the summer, or the Winter Olympics moved to 94, looks like. In 1992, they moved it to 94. Yes. And then my dad ran the Olympic torch in 96 and in 2000. No, 2002. Salt Lake City was 2002, yeah. Yeah. 96 was Atlanta? Yeah. Yeah. We need to get back on this Olympics grind. We're talking about Bring the them back to the States. We tried to get um, Chicago for the next one? Next summer? It's going to like Dubai or whatever? Uh, no, it's going somewhere that can't afford it, right? Like Djibouti or something? <laughs> no, that was the World Cup. That's what They it were is. bringing it to Qatar. Cutter. And Qatar couldn't afford it? Not like anybody can afford it, per se. Where was the World Cup just now? Russia? Sure. I think... Was I did, I, did, I did not watch, Ethan. We watched a game. We watched one game. I just game. didn't care because the U.S. wasn't in it. The U.S. wasn't in it, and it, it wasn't coming home. And it was like a weird time schedule for us to watch. Yes. I would much rather be in, like, Eastern Standard Time and for the U.S. to be in it. Where, where are the next Olympics? 
This should not be hard information to find. Pyeongchang 2018. That's the one that just happened. To 2020. Tokyo 2020. Okay, here's here's where it is. Here's where it is. Tokyo 2020. Beijing 2022. Okay. Paris 2024. And then Los Angeles 2028. There we go. It's coming home. What about 26? I don't think they've decided yet. Calgary? This doesn't. This is Olympic.org. <laughs> it does not say. <laughs> I don't think they've decided yet. Okay, yeah. This, this telegraph.co.uk, at least in February, wrote an article. And uh, Salt Lake City is putting their. Uh, two hours ago, Park City, Salt Lake City seen as 2026 contingency. Hey, <laughs> look at that. I am much more interested in the Winter Olympics than the Summer Olympics. Are you really? I am, definitely. You are the only one. No, I'm not. People love the Winter Olympics because the Winter Olympics is so wild, man. It's like you get to watch snowboarding. There's Sean White. Like, it's all that there's, kind of stuff. There's, they're crazy sports. It's like track and field's cool, but like, I don't care about watching track and field. Like, there's soccer in the Summer Olympics. Not, no, there's not. Soccer in the, winter, in the Olympics well, sucks. Yeah, but it's there. Right, but it's like you get you get all under 21 players and you get three players over 21 or whatever. Is, is that how it works? It's real dumb. It's got really dumb rules. Oh, I don't like that at all. It's not like real soccer. This is what the World Cup's for. They do it that way to not compete with the World Cup. They should want to compete with the World Cup. <laughs> no, the World Cup, like FIFA does it that way. Oh, I see. They okay. like only allow certain stuff, I think. I can't remember the exact story. Yeah, the Winter Olympics are rad, man. I watched so much Winter Olympics this year. I mean, I love the Summer Olympics I too. Rogers and Dollhauser playing <coughs> beach volleyball. I, Misty May trainer Kerry Walsh playing Again, beach volleyball, cycling, Tor Hushoft. <laughs> I'm a big fan Mark of Cavendish. Uh, you know what I'm a big fan of in the Winter Olympics? What? Curling. Curling. Curling is rad. I was watching curling the other day. Yeah, you were watching curling during a non-Winter Olympics time, which is like a It's on. Like I have YouTube TV now, so we just get the Olympic channel and it just has winter sports on right now. Like I watched curling and then I watched cross-country skiing and then I watched snowboarding. It was like the Olympics, but it was all different competitions. Very weird. You know what the Winter Olympics has is the shooting. The the biathlon What's the ski biathlon shooting? with skis and shooting? <laughs> what a wild sport! Who thought of this? The Norwegians or the the Norse what Scandinavians weird... is listen. Our Scandinavian listeners, growing up, were you like, yeah, pairing shooting with cross country skiing? I, what do you mean? That I'm weird? sure one of our listeners, and you know who I'm talking about, could go out and compete in a biathlon like tomorrow. I, I, our Swedish person has the has the gear or just, no, just like is capable. I can think of more than one listener. More than one? Yeah, I know of at least a Norwegian and a Swede. I don't know if that's Matt's thing. Matt's love you, buddy. I love you too. But Johanna, do you? Johanna is in you, the gym every day. Do you have the equipment necessary to compete in a biathlon that's cross-country skiing and shooting to my they're, American They're listeners. both going to respond tomorrow and be like, how do you think we eat? We kill bears with our skis. Right. <laughs> we go out with our skis and kill bears. I don't know. What kind of ridiculous question is this? Um, and that reminds me, Ethan, this episode uh, airs on Thursday. Today's Tuesday. Thursdog. Uh, Thorsdog. Nope. Thorsdog. Thor Thursday for our Norse listeners. For our Norse listeners. Now, to our American listeners, specifically in the American Southeast, uh, if you're listening to this early, Ethan is performing a show in Raleigh tonight. In Raleigh. Yes, I am. In Raleigh. His band performs, his band Drop the Girl performs at 6.55 p.m. In Garner. Prima Makte. In Garner. What is the address of this location? It's the Kaboom Art Gallery. The Kaboom Art Gallery. Kaboom spelled the usual way. Kaboom spelled the usual way. The O's, not zeros. Uh, 6.55 p.m. at Bangalore live but the music festival starts at 1 p.m yeah or the shows in general yeah the, the it's, it's called a festivus 
Festivus. That's what we're Festivus for the rest of us. Calling. It's the winter. How much? FBT Winter Festivus. How much does it cost? I do not know. Hang on. Here's what I know, folks. It is not family friendly, but, but Ethan and I will both be there. We will not be available, but we will both be there. I'll be available. <laughs> what? What do you mean? Don't you have to sell merch? Yeah, sort of. Cam mostly sells the merch. He works at Zoomies. Do do? He does retail, like, like shirt retail, which means that if we touch the shirts, he gets mad at us because <laughs> we don't know how to fold the shirts. I don't know how to fold the shirts. I learned real quick how to fold the freaking shirts when I worked for a huge music festival for that one day. Real quick, how to work the shirts. They ask you to fold the shirts? Uh, no, you have to, like, bloom the shirts out of the box. Yeah. Yeah, I had to do that. Oh, okay. Uh, it is $10 or $5 with a toy or three canned goods. Three canned goods, folks. Ethan's playing a show at the Kaboom Film Fest, Kaboom Art Gallery. It's 139 West Main Street, Garner, North Carolina. You go over some train tracks and you take your first right, like immediately. It's good. You're, you're going to feel like you're driving onto the train tracks, but you're not. You're driving on the frontage road next to the train tracks, which is Main Street. And it's going to, it's like, there's like eight buildings. Anyway, we'll be there. We'll be there. You don't have to get there at 1 o'clock, Tyler. I will not be there at 1 o'clock. I will be busy until about like 2.30. Then that's when you should probably leave. Yeah. Do you think I'm cutting it close? I mean, you'd be there at 5.30? Yeah, so that's like an hour and a half early. Yeah. So that's not cutting it close. No. Okay. I think you'd be fine. All right. Well, anyway. Uh... Miracle. Hockey movies. Movies dope. I love sports, Ethan. I here's Sports are important, the, okay? Sports are important. I think sports are overall a good thing. Even people who don't like sports in our Discord like this movie. Even people who don't like sports are wrong. I'm just saying, I'm defending the movie. Why is the movie important? Give me some give me some raw content for those people out there who say, like, we, we describe ourselves as film critics, even though we don't. This movie is important because it, like I said earlier, it gives you a really good glimpse into what America was like during the Cold War, when our biggest enemy was, like, the Russian that we knew nothing about. Yes. And we didn't know what to do about it and we didn't know anything. We just knew they were over there and they had a hockey team and we needed to beat that hockey team. And that's all that mattered. It was like a national coming together moment. They had the best hockey team in the world. And you know what? This movie... They just put the best goaltender in the world on the bench. <laughs> they, he's got like the duh bears. Yeah. You know you know what I really like about Miracle is I don't know the first thing about hockey. But because of this movie... I know what strategy the Russians were employing and what strategy we needed to match. And then watching the choreography of the sports parts, seeing it come together. There's that one great montage where like it's scenes of the kids practicing intercut with scenes of Herb like writing on the glass in the silver marker. And he's like right. drawing up a play and it just keeps getting progressively more ridiculous to the end where he's just got like 15 arrows pointing to one spot. And he's like, and he goes in, boom, he goes in, boom, 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 boom. You got 15 different options. Yeah, well, we're all about options. All right, let's got go. Options here. And the kids are like, do you know what he's talking about? No. But then later in the film- They do it. It, it rehashes that. It works. They have the options. And they also, they, they do the writing on the board thing again, and they're all responding with, yeah, that means we got options. Boom, boom, boom. Right. They gotta learn. They and gotta it, learn. it's they got that learn. quintessential, and I was tweeting about this earlier, it's got that quintessential like moment where he's- he's working them really hard and the assistant coach is like Herb you're working them too hard and he's like you trust me I know when that's too hard I know when to work my kids if we do this we're gonna win and they, and they won. win and the assistant coach is just like oh my god they won maybe it wasn't too hard they learned a lesson and came together as a team and that's that I'm that so is, proud that of is them. every like coach based sports movie I love the have you seen the, the the meme that goes around every so often where it's like uh, every Disney Channel original movie like the dad telling the son you're giving up on your dreams no son son being like no "No, dad dad. i'm giving up on yours (laughs) right because these movies have a formula exactly 
these coach-based movies. It's like a coach is hired against all odds to coach team of people who have no business playing sports together who are now playing sports together. It's like you remember the Titans, you got the black dudes and the white dudes and they're playing football together for the first time. And in this movie, you got kids from all over the country, really just the upper Midwest and Boston, um, which if you look at the like any like NCAA hockey is still the case. You have the upper Midwest and you have New England yeah. and teams from there play each other and that's it. Yeah. Yeah. No, like the teams down here don't matter. The club teams. Yeah. They're not like real hockey teams, you know? Yeah. No, like like Virginia Tech played CNU one time while we were in high school. Yeah. What is that? Yeah. Our little 5,000 student school. How dare you? Yeah. All the all the teams in all the schools in Virginia have like a club team. Like Liberty is the best. <laughs> yeah, there's always that like none of these kids should be playing together, but I'm gonna bring them together through hard work and determination. We're gonna work through this adversity, and we're gonna be closer than we were, and we're gonna be stronger and better. And it's super formulaic, but like it works as a formula. It works it so sucks well. It gets me, me every time. It sucks me right in. I'm always like, wow, I could have played. Sports. I wonder if these kids are gonna come together as a team. <laughs> they did. They did. Incredible. They came Incredible. together as a team. That we're a family coach. Wearing ourselves out for the team? What team? What team? Uh, There's a one. I just I keep coming back to remember the Titans because that was the movie I watched right before we recorded this. There's a one. There's a lot of there's a lot of parallels. There's a lot of parallels. But there's one scene in Remember the Titans where like I don't know if it was the script or if like the actor just lost track of things. But it's when Blues yelling at everybody. He's like, "Y'all think we something? We ain't nothing. Y'all, you you nothing. We nothing. I'm nothing. We ain't something. Y'all think we want something? Man, we ain't won nothing. I'm like, we ain't won nothing, y'all. What are you talking about? <laughs> <laughs> that was what this movie lacked was like players coming at each other like that having those disagreements right it was all like a coach versus player dynamic right i feel like you see this a lot in business or at least i do and in most of the business i've been in where it's like or in school group projects in high school are a good example of this where at some point in college, I realized that the point of the group project was to work together, learn together, and work, like, because we're working together, do something better. And some of the people in my group had not quite figured that out yet. It was still just like, okay, we're going to split up responsibilities and turn something in, and that'll be it. And it, you get to right. that point where it's like, we could really make something good here. Like, we could turn this in, get this paper published, whatever, you know? I will say I had one class where I worked effectively as a team, and that was Monica Hill's like fundamentals of business class. Tell me and, about And like this the class. whole class, our, our one assignment all year was to do this like business proposition. So we had to do all the research. We had to like find space. We had to like create a, a you know a pitch. We had to like essentially create a whole business out creating a business. We had right. To figure without out, spending any money. Figure out where we were getting funding, all that kind of stuff. And where'd you get funding? Like banks, oh. part, like business loans. Okay. I was curious because because I could I could use some funding. <laughs> well, so we. Our, 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 um, our thing was we were, I can't remember what it was called. It might've been cream and sugar. Um, uh, but we were a like combination coffee, frozen yogurt joint. Oh, that's good. Cream and sugar. Yeah. That was my name. Not cream and beans. No, not cream and beans. <laughs> yeah. I got a problem with frozen yogurt joints either. I know, I know you know do, you but heard. it's like, we were going to, we were going to be like a proudly serves caribou coffee, like brand, like right. a white label and brand for tracks. caribou. And so you could like, you can hedge against that as like a partial franchise and business loans were acceptable because you had like an income stream based on on the revenue of a successful company right stuff like that so we had to figure all that out but that would required like a lot of work as a team like one of our guys didn't hardly speak any english it's like it was wild like and we worked you know we got together like once a week to like do three hours of group work every week all semester and that was the only time but i ever you... worked effectively on a group project 
I, I had a few that I worked effectively on and I found that if I went into it and I said, okay, I'm going to be the leader here and I'm going to practice what I preach and we're going to effectively delegate tasks and effectively learn together so that, you know, say it's Johnny's job to go figure out in your situation. It's like, it's Johnny's job to go figure out where we're going to get funding. It's like in the day of the presentation, everyone should be answered able to answer the question how did we get funding but johnny went and figured it out right and that's how we worked because that's how we had to work because that's how we were graded right. like we had to stand there as the five of us and the class had to ask like we could, could ask any of us questions and we all had to be able to answer the question right and like it was a really effective group project and that was like most of my work in class in college was solo i didn't do a whole lot of group projects just based on my classes um but yeah so i didn't you know i didn't learn a whole lot about teamwork from class in college or in high school no i think what taught me teamwork pretty well uh and this actually kind of got us in trouble is we were big musicians and in like jazz and everything there's a lot of non-verbal communication that's effective yeah the problem is like non-verbal communication in teamwork is great like that's wonderful but you also need to know how to do verbal communication right like you need and i don't i don't think i had that skill yeah. well you know you live and you learn what but what this movie was lacking legitimately was conflict and resolution within the groups of the players like we they set up the conflict because like o'callahan and aruzioni don't like each other right because right. one of them played for mid or for uh, Minnesota. Minnesota and one of them played for Boston and like what we needed was a scene of one of the Boston guys like beating up on Rizzo and O'Callahan coming and defending him right. that would have been the payoff of that scene that would have like secured me on their relationship and everybody and, and if you want to play the family angle I was just kind of like yeah okay yeah that that was sort of how I felt about the, the family thing I also felt like the uh I didn't fall in love with the assistant coach yeah I felt like he was a very memorable face. I couldn't tell you his name. Uh, it kept coming back to him, but I, there was a certain level of oomph I wasn't getting. Okay. Well, what would you wanted there? Well, you, you remember how Erm, Herb, Erm, Herb? The guy I remember the Titans tells Yost, he's like, I don't want to coach any of these black players. Yeah. You know, it was like a powerful scene where like the, the assistant coach is like, I disagree with the way that you're doing this. Yeah. And that dude tried to do that, but it didn't work. Right. He just didn't, I, I didn't get the, you know, you're working them too hard thing. It, like, we're going to quell that rumor. Not working them too hard. His name is Noah Emmerich. The actor? Yeah. No, he is Discount Rappaport. What that dude That's is. wild. He was it. Like, the movie I know him from is a movie where he's, like, Michael Rappaport's best friend. It's really? Beautiful Girls. Huh. Yeah. And, like, somebody Dear. cheats on somebody's husband and Noah Emmerich, like, goes and, and knocks his dude out. Yeah. That's the reason I know that guy. Is that movie. And he's, uh, he's Truman's, like, neighbor or friend Yeah, or he's the friend. Yeah. He's the, he's the best friend. The Truman Show. You're right he's the one that's like oh come on truman nothing's going on man so it appeared that like this is the most recent thing he did he was in super eight but i didn't see that you didn't see super no 8? is that that's the one with the kids right i think so i don't know i didn't see it it's like stranger things before stranger things i guess i don't know i didn't see it do you watch stranger things yeah i watch stranger things have you seen season two yeah i've not you haven't you were sitting there talking today about how stranger things is the greatest tv show ever made yeah i stand by that decision you, you haven't seen the second season <laughs> <laughs> You've only seen half of what's available. I know, I know. But I, I rewatched the first few episodes the other day, and I was like, we need to do a Dungeons and Dragons podcast today. <laughs> I'm down. I'm down. I'm also down, Ethan, but I do not have the time. We gotta make time. I can't. I can't. Listen, I'm trying. I can't coordinate the schedules of a dungeon master and three other people. You can barely coordinate our schedule. I know. I was looking at, we, we, dear listener, 
go to patreon.com slash bacon and eggs you discover you can get uh an opportunity to watch movies with us or do google hangouts with us we're scheduling google hangouts today and i was looking at the rest of the month there are two two hour sections that i am available between now and d- january 1st <laughs> like two well in fact i don't even know honestly i don't know how we're gonna record the rest of these episodes for the rest of the month well you're the ones hesitant to ever get ahead ever so well i don't like to get too far ahead i like to stay yeah well i would like to be know? a week ahead <laughs> as i've been saying for since we started harry potter yeah well i'm i'm okay with that idea well we gotta um, figure out some way to make these episodes because we do have a couple more episodes what are we doing next week is next is week next our, week not our christmas special is it i don't know this, I, let me let me let me pull some info up for you yokes and then we'll wrap up the show so we have three episodes left to record by the end of the year yes that sounds accurate we have the next week the week after that and a brunch Wait, why do we have a brunch? Because we do a Christmas, like an episode on Christmas Day. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But that's it's not a movie episode. No, that's it's a, a brunch. It's like we talk about Christmas. Talking about Christmas, huh? Yeah, we said annual last year, so. We did say What annual. are we doing next week? What are we doing the week after that? Uh, The following week is, I think, unplanned. That doesn't I think next right. week. I think next week is a Grinch special. A Grinch spectacular. Okay. The Bacon and Eggs Christmas Spectacular 2018. The three yes. Grinches. Yes. Okay, cool. Oh, Exciting news, Ethan. So next week is How the Grinch Stole Christmas, all three versions. The following week is a listener's choice episode. It is. <laughs> all right. So I listen, knew that. If you, like, if you want to input what you'd like for us to listen to, please head over to our free Facebook group. Or if you don't yeah, have here's, Facebook. Here's going to happen. Uh, right now, I'm going to go make a post, um, as soon as we're done editing this, asking for suggestions, and that will be open for one week. Yeah, because we do need to watch the movie and record the episode. Right. So suggestions will be open for one week, and then we'll do like a 24-hour poll okay. of the most suggested movies. So, so th- that'll Better be happening idea. in an hour. Okay. If the movie you want to do is already suggested, mm. like it. Okay. We'll figure it out. There will be rules. This will have already happened by the time you're hearing this. Yes. But here's the thing is, is this is typically we add some restraints. I don't want to add any film based restriction. Now I will not do human centipede yeah. or really most horror options. Yeah. But other than that, I'm going to leave it up to you guys. Just don't be mean. We'll figure it out. It's going to yeah. be good. It's going to be good listener's choice. And then, so we need to record a brunch and that we have to record the brunch before Christmas day. Yes. Yes. Preferably do. before Christmas Eve. Oh, we could do that tomorrow. We could, if you have time. Well, I, what I'm doing between, I guess like 10, 15, 2 30 is cleaning my house. But if we spend, you know, 45 minutes on a brunch daily. We'll, we'll, we'll talk. Okay. We do need to wrap up the show. Yep. Da, 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 da. We should probably make a list for this year because I keep forget. I'm starting to forget what we've got on it. Yeah. You should definitely do that. Now, man, I do everything. This, I can do that. That's fine. You just edit the show so you have it. At the I end know, of but the I do everything. Recording. You don't do everything. I do pretty much everything at this point. Uh-uh. I manage the social media. Sometimes. That's true. We could do more. Um, I do the scheduling and all that. You're also more available than I am. I know that's not an that's excuse. That's not an excuse, though. I was like, every time a new job comes up, you're just like, so when are you doing that? Well, if there's something you want me to do, feel free to delegate tasks. Um, anyway, so we need to wrap this up. Um, there will probably be a list. If I don't forget. Yes. So the, the, I, I, uh, let's see. This movie's not better than any of the Toy Story films, Ethan. No. It is better than Crimes of Grindelwald. Is there something in between those? I don't think I so. I don't think so either. So there cool. we go. That's easy enough. <laughs> Who's the villain? The Soviets? Really yes. bad villain. 
didn't do anything worthwhile. Yeah, they lost. Yeah, in both uh, hockey and life. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the Soviets don't exist anymore. Yeah, the wall was torn down. Now, Mr. Gorbachev, uh, breakfast move food. that bus. Nope, wrong quote. <laughs> as far as a breakfast food goes, Ethan, uh, they're spitting chiclets in this movie. What's the the food associated? What? What about spitting chiclets? That's a that's the name of a hockey podcast. Is it yeah. Barstool's hockey podcast? Why? Because you can see teeth spitting chiclets. Oh, uh, what is the breakfast food associated with this movie? I think maybe maybe we visit this a lot, but when I think of these 80s films, and this one doesn't have it as much as like We Are Marshall does. I don't think that's an 80s film. I don't know when that happened. But I always I always this think about it. This isn't the 80s uh, either. You're right. This is late 70s, 1980. Oh, yeah. This is 19, yeah. But uh, I thought you meant like an 80s movie. Like, I no, was like, this is 2004. 2004. Yeah. Uh, I always think about late night, early morning diner stops when I think about these these type movies. Yeah, but this is like American. But yeah, this might no, have a cause like for Apple... one of these like Denny's Grand Slam things. No. No, 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 Ethan. It's like a late night diner, like an apple pie. Because it's heartwarming. Because it's like heartwarming. Like an apple pie, Alamo, Ameri- some road stop, rest right. stop it's, diner it's in Iowa. heartwarming, American as can be. Uh, Got like some coal on it. Some coal? Yeah, it's like blue blood, hardworking Americans. It's like apple yeah. pie on a Ford truck. <laughs> Uh, yeah, that's that's what I think about. I can get behind but there's that. There's also, you know, there's a certain level of Minnesotan to the whole film, you know? So there's maybe like a wild rice type of thing or a... Maybe it's an apple pie pasty. Apple pie pasty, huh? I don't know if that's a thing. Is a, I thought pasty was the thing that burlesque women wear. That's the... That's the that is. It's a pasty. It's like a, like a meat-filled turnover. <laughs> oh, God. It's you know, like a, it's those like a good Westerners, thing. you know. It's a, oh, God. The, the Upper Peninsula, huh? Yeah. Oh, we, Somewhere we're in the mid, Rachel Dickhausen is huh? slamming her head into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, we're going to get know, a message. Mall of like, America. No, pasties have to have meat in them. The Mall of America actually is not in the Twin Cities, huh? It is, uh, you know, it's in Bloomington. St. Paul is stupid. St. Paul is not yes, stupid. St. Paul is the greatest city of of all time just you're it's, stupid no it's not it's one big city like every other place in america just the minneapolis is stupid <laughs> no it's not minneapolis is Saint bigger Paul's the capital then they should have just called the whole thing st paul or they should have called the whole thing minneapolis that's what i'm saying it should all be st paul well, whatever the smaller one is stupid for still existing but it's a cool city there's a haberdashery and uh but it should be one big old one city big old cathedral one city you are a catholic you should love st i do love st paul the person <laughs> i bear no particular love for st paul the city. Well, I lived in St. Paul, the city, and I liked it. I'm sure you did. I'm sure it's a delightful place. I'm sure people from St. Paul are delightful. They should just be Minneapolisians. No, they shouldn't. Or then Minneapolis should be St. Paul. It should be one city. The Twin Cities is you a know, dumb thing. Ugh. They do that all over the Midwest, though. They did that where you used to live. The, but there's like, it was in the Midwest, stupid the there, but we're also, we are also a commonwealth. Yes. That matters. But there's the Quad Cities out in the Midwest. What is the Quad Cities? And then, like, I couldn't tell you what they all are, but then there's like... What is one of the Kansas Quad Cities? Cities. Couldn't tell you a single Kansas one. City's one city. Could, Kansas City's one city, but it's in two states. So is St. Well, East St. Louis is a different city, but St. Louis is technically like, also in Indiana. Bristol's in Tennessee and Virginia. Yeah, that's stupid. And then that's like, less stupid in, than Minneapolis, St. Paul. Up in uh, that's one city. Bristol's one city, yeah, but it's two different jurisdictions. But it's one city. I met I met a city councilman from Bristol, Virginia. This well, week. I met a man who lived in Tennessee, and he was headed for Pennsylvania at some homemade. Pumpkin pie. Anyway, the movie's in apple pie. That's what I'm trying okay. to say. You know. And I don't care about the Mall of America. I'm sorry. I get that Is it's it got a roller coaster. In it. No. Yeah. Oh yeah. You There's know? a Bloomington in every state in the Midwest. No, is it? Yeah, it's Bloomington. Yeah, it's There's a Bloomington, Indiana. There's like, a Bloomington. They like to clarify that that's also where the airport is. Okay. And here's the th- I've been to the Mall okay, of America. Okay. So here's the thing. Here's the Let thing. Let me tell. No, no, no. Let me tell you the most underwhelming experience of my life was the Mall of America. 
Have you ever been to the mall before? Yeah. That's what you can expect from the mall. But it's got a roller coaster. No. Okay. Have you ever been to like an amusement park before? That's what you can expect. Except instead of being awesome, it's tiny. (laughs) Anyway, Minnesotans, Minnesotans, people from the Twin Cities act like it's weird that Minneapolis-St. Paul Airport is neither in Minneapolis or St. Paul. Most airports aren't in cities. It's kind of hard to find room for airports in giant cities because airports at giant cities are usually giant. Our, our airport is in our city. We are a small city with a small airport. Yes, all of the above. Atlanta, huge city, huge airport. Atlanta airport, not particularly in Atlanta. Dallas-Fort Worth airport is neither in Dallas nor Fort Worth. It's nowhere near it's, either of them. I mean, it's closer to them than it is us. But like Dallas and Fort Worth aren't particularly close. They're not particularly far apart either. Anyway, the, 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 the fact the airport is not in Minneapolis-St. Paul is not weird. And like... Minnesotans are the only ones weirded out about that. Yeah, yeah. They, they don't seem to understand that that's pretty normal. Right. I'm pretty sure JFK is in Queens. Is, that's New York. Yeah, but it's not Manhattan. So? It's still New York City. It might be. It might be on Long Island. New York's complicated. New York is complicated. The word boroughs is hard to spell. <laughs> I don't even know how New York geography works. I don't either. I'm not convinced makes, what the city is and what It makes isn't. less sense than... Just that the whole state of New York geography makes less sense than most places because, like, all of New York is, is part of, like, a town. Like, towns, yeah, you are like, towns aren't places... In New York, they're like counties, but smaller. Right, but the county is still there, too. Right, you have the county, and the county's broken up entirely into towns. Yeah, you are in the township of the county, of the city, of the right. state. Right, It's very confusing. Of the country, of the planet, like My dad used to system. spend his summers in Copenhagen, New York, which is in the town of Denmark, in, I think, Loudoun County, Lowville County. I don't remember what county. Anyway, there's a county and a town, but it's not, like, You'd... there's a village in a town. Yeah. In a county. But the town is like not like a place. Yes. Like there's no city center. Right. It's weird. There's a post office. Weird. New York is weird. Anyway, do we have everything? I think so. Is that everything? We did a villain ranking. We did a movie ranking. We did a breakfast food. Yep. You guys know how to find us. It's been like, I don't know, 70 episodes or whatever at this point. So they probably don't know, actually. Well, it's all in the description. We're on Twitter and Facebook and Instagram, both Tyler and I and the podcast. And you can find links below to join the Patreon and join the Discord and join the Facebook group and buy merch. You should buy the merch. You should buy the merch. It's pretty rad. Anyway, I've been Ethan Edgehill, and he's been Tyler Carlin, and until next week, Arriba Dirty. All-star teams fail because they rely solely on the individual's talent.